If you are looking to elevate your leadership and drive your nonprofit forward, I invite you to subscribe to the Successful Nonprofits newsletter. Every week, I curate exclusive shareworthy content that sparks inspiration, innovation, and conversation. From the latest trends to timeless advice, the weekly email newsletter is your all-access pass to a treasure trove of resources. But receiving the newsletter is not just about staying informed. It's also about getting our best content first. Subscribers get first access to our newest downloadable templates designed to propel your leadership and amplify your impact. And that's not all, my friend. We are constantly working on new ways to support you and your mission. So as a subscriber, you'll get updates on our latest projects, opportunities to participate in surveys, and a say in the topics that we tackle next. You will essentially get me as a consultant, coach, and confidant in your inbox, ready to help you navigate the challenges of nonprofit leadership. So if you're an executive director, board chair, or a nonprofit leader who believes in making a difference, join me as a newsletter subscriber. Visit SuccessfulNonprofits.com forward slash newsletter to sign up today. And now, friend, let me take you to the episode you've downloaded. Welcome to the Successful Nonprofits Bonus Break Edition. I'm your host, Dolph Goldenberg. Today, I am going to share the key to dealing with the jerk or the schmuck in your workplace. And my friends, these insights are actually from Dr. Jody Foster, the author of The Schmuck in My Office, who has also been on this podcast. Now, you may not know that Jody actually came into our book club last year. It's one of the cool things about the Successful Nonprofits Book Club. Oftentimes, the authors will stop by for the last 30 minutes and answer questions. And one of the questions that we asked Dr. Foster was, hey, your book came out about four, maybe five years ago. What would you write differently today than you did when it was first published? And did we ever get a good answer? Because she shared something with us that's not in her book, that's not on the podcast that she has done, And friends, I am going to share that with you. Before I do, though, let me make sure that you know about both The Bonus Break and me. The Bonus Break is a short episode you can listen to while taking a tea break, and you will get the added bonus of making you and your nonprofit stronger. And me, I'm a consultant, coach, and confidant for leaders at small and large organizations across the country. I bring three decades of leadership and consulting experience, building, growing, leading, and repairing organizations. And that's why I bring you these bonus breaks. So that way, I'm able to share some of my hard-learned and sometimes painfully learned wisdom from the last three decades. So today, when I share with you more about what Dr. Jody Foster told our book club I am going to make sure that you walk away with her five-step process for dealing with disruptive behavior, a simple outline for having that very difficult conversation, and by the way, at the end, I'm going to share with you how you can access a worksheet that will put all of this together. Now, last year, when Dr. Foster first 
talked about these five steps, literally. She was doing it in the book club, and I was scribbling furiously taking notes. It literally was like getting a near-private or quasi-private master class from Dr. Foster. And of course, I immediately started to put this framework to work in my own life, both my personal life and my professional life. And I also started to share it with some of my clients. So I had a coaching client who was struggling with a direct report whose behavior, quite frankly, was so disruptive that it was sucking hours of her time every single week. She was dealing with her direct reports workplace outbursts. She was having to field complaints from other team members that had to work with this person. And then, of course, in addition to those complaints, she was also helping her team members emotionally process the disruption. Now, if you've ever managed someone who has difficult behavior, who has outbursts, you know what this is like. You know how hard it is, not just to contain those outbursts, but then to contain the fallout that happens with the team members and volunteers and others. So Dr. Foster shared with us that there are five things that we should do whenever we encounter a disruptive person like this. The first thing she told us is check yourself first. We should be asking ourselves, why is this behavior disrupting my ability to work? And, you know, sometimes a person's behavior irritates us or disrupts us because of our own past experiences. And sometimes, not always, others don't experience the same frustration from this person that we're calling the jerk or the schmuck in our workplace. So her first point, and it's a good one for us all to remember, let's check ourselves first. Her second is what she calls naming the beast. Dr. Foster is very clear that we need to be able to describe the behavior, to name it in concrete terms. So that way we can actually identify what needs to be changed. So she gave us a few questions to ask. First of all, what what exactly is causing me trouble? Her second question is, what part of this am I actually having trouble with? And her third question is, what about this behavior, or specifically what behavior, is abhorrent behavior to me? And once again, the point of this step is just so we can concretely and fully describe the behavior. So that way, if you're talking to the individual who's exhibiting that behavior, or you're talking to someone else about it, you can very solidly describe it. The third thing Dr. Foster told us to do is to tap into what she calls our empathy muscle. She was very clear that we don't want to excuse or give a pardon to or condone that schmuck-like behavior, but by seeking to understand the person, by trying to think, hey, you know, what, what might have caused the person to act like this? What maybe happened in the person's past that caused that person to act like this? Also ask yourself, do I think maybe this is the person's baseline character? Do they act like this in other places? Do I think they act like this at home or the grocery store or their civic organization? And the last question that Dr. Foster challenged us with, and I say challenged because this is a pretty big challenge if you want to tap into your empathy muscle, to ask ourselves, when have I behaved like this? And I'll share with you, friends, I've done that recently 
whenever I've encountered a person who I find disruptive or difficult to deal with, I ask myself, well, when have I behaved like this? And then often I'll kind of go down this rabbit hole. Okay, yeah, I behaved like this about a month ago, and here's why I did, and here's what kind of triggered it. And it helps me have some empathy. While that person is not me, that person is an individual in their own right, when I acknowledge there have been times I've acted like this, I'm better able to empathize with someone. Her fourth step is for us to call it out. Dr. Foster draws a line here, and she says that bad behavior will continue unless we address it. Now, that's no secret, and so often as managers, you know, we think, oh, I'm going to ignore this, and maybe it'll go away in a day. And then in a week, it hasn't gone away. Maybe it's even gotten a little bit worse. And we'll say, well, you know, the, person, the person's review is coming up. Maybe I'll talk about it in the person's review. Or, oh, you know, I've, we've got that biweekly check-in in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll talk about it in the biweekly check-in. But it is imperative to intervene as early and as soon as possible. Now, when telling us to call it out early, Dr. Foster also recognized that some situations, you know, don't allow us to talk to the person right away. Maybe they stormed out of the office. Or, you know, maybe they did it as part of the last meeting of the day on Zoom, and now everybody has dropped off Zoom. But it is human nature to avoid difficult conversations. So let's not look for excuses to avoid the conversation. Let's look for reasons to have the conversation about that disruptive behavior. And her final tip was for us to be concise. So when it comes time for us to have that conversation, it doesn't need to be a 30-minute conversation. It honestly does not even need to be a five-minute conversation. What's important is to describe that concrete behavior. Keep in mind that was the very first step. So you can quickly and easily describe it, and then you can explain why that behavior needs to stop. Now, friends, Dr. Foster also shared with us a five-step template for the conversation. And I'm just going to literally read this to you. Number one, I value you. Number two, you are good at what you do. Number three, you are a boon to the organization and we want you here. Four, but this thing you do or things you do is causing so much trouble that if you continue them, I'm going to have to let you go. And number five, if you can't stop on your own, let me try to help you. Tell me what you need. There's a couple things I want to note. Again, as Dr. Foster was sharing this in our book club, I literally was scribbling furiously so I could get all of this down. But when I think about number four, when you say, but this thing you do is causing so much trouble that if you continue them, I'm going to have to let you go. I always want to remind you, friends, that we don't do legal advice here, but make sure you dot your legal I's and cross your legal T's before telling someone that you're going to let them go. I don't want you to get in any kind of legal trouble. So again, make sure you do talk to an attorney and do that the right way. But also, I loved her fifth point in that conversation outline, where we say to someone, if you can't stop on your own, let me try to help you. Tell me what you need. That is... That is such a sign that we've tapped into our empathy muscle and that we care about the other person. And when we're showing that we genuinely care about someone, even when we're having to confront them, 
it can be so much easier. Now, if you recall, earlier in this bonus break, I was sharing with you a little bit about a coaching client who I actually sent this to because she was really struggling with a direct report. It was having outbursts, and she was also struggling managing the fallout of those outbursts. Well, I'll share with you, she did all five steps, and she used the conversation outline. And almost overnight, the time she spent managing this workplace jerk dropped dramatically. And she has been able to focus on the important work of being an executive director. And that's why I want to leave you with a quick five-step summary. Check yourself first. Name the beast. Find your empathy. Call it out. And be concise. Now, my friends, if a worksheet is helpful for you, we have put a worksheet at the show notes at SuccessfulNonprofits.com. It has both these five steps and actually with space for you to write in answers on each one as well as the conversation outline. If you found this bonus break helpful, I hope that you will open up your phone and rate and review the podcast. That, my friends, is our bonus break for this week. I hope that you have gained some insight to help you and your nonprofit thrive. And now time for the quick disclaimer. I am not an accountant nor an attorney, and neither I nor the consulting practice provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only and also should not be relied on for tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please, if that is what you need, find a licensed, credentialed, and qualified professional in your area.